Peace to you. Welcome back to The Naked Truth, and thank you for joining me. We are going to pick up where we left off in the, the new book of First Chronicles. We've made it to chapter 2. If you want to read along with me, let's begin with verse 1, and we'll probably get through it pretty quickly also because it's mostly a begots, just running through the lineage of the different descendants from the forefathers. So without further ado, let's begin with verse 1. And I'm just going to read through the names like I did before and just stop at the ones that stand out to me for whatever reason. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep reading through. Uh, so let's begin with verse 1. These were the sons of Israel. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Dan, Joseph, Benjamin, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. So those are considered the 12 patriarchs, the 12 tribes, the forefathers of them. But um, as we've read and noted before in Revelation, when the uh, when they're mentioned, some of them left are left out. Um, Dan, for instance, is left out when they're mentioned uh, in Revelation. And in other parts, um, I think it's, I won't even guess because I don't quite remember. Another one is not mentioned. But also notice that they aren't all um, brothers because um, a couple of them are sons of one of them, Joseph is a brother, but he had two sons that also became uh, considered patriarchs. Uh, Benjamin is one, and what was his other one? Uh, was it Manasseh? I think it was Manasseh. Um, I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Um, but um, so they're not all brothers, even though they're considered or thought of to thought to be brothers. They're not. Was it Manasseh? It was Benjamin and Ephraim, I think was the other one. I think that was the other one. Uh, I don't quite remember, but I know they weren't all brothers. Um, maybe they'll come to me as we keep reading. Um, but we're going to just keep reading through the names. Verse 3. The sons of Judah were Ur, Onan, and Shelah. These three were born to him by the daughter of Shua, the Canaanitess. Ur, the firstborn of Judah, was wicked in the sight of the Lord, so he killed him. So here you see the narrator, and just like he uh, is now, doing the same thing the narrator did then saying that it's the Lord who did the killing. Um, and the reason being because instead of um, coming inside, he uh, ejaculated on the floor uh, rather than um, uh, finish the deed and have a kid. So for that, according to the narrator, the Lord killed him. Seems pretty drastic, but and inconsistent also, since people do that now and they don't get struck dead for doing it. Uh, wouldn't the Lord, if the Lord's doing it, be at very least consistent? I don't know. I would think so, but it's how I read, so we're reading. Verse 4, and Tamar, his daughter-in-law, bore him Perez and Zerah. All the sons of Judah were five. So that's another thing that's inconsistent. We read how it's considered an abomination of sin, in other words, for um, family members to have sex with each other, yet you see there, one of the patriarchs had sex with his own daughter-in-law, and when we read about it, he didn't even, didn't even know who she was. So I don't know whether they were using a glory hole or she was in some sort of disguise. Uh, he didn't bother to get, they didn't bother to get naked or it was in the complete darkness. It doesn't make sense when we read it, how it happened, but it is how it read, so that's why he read it. But he had sex with his daughter-in-law, got her pregnant, and the person who was going to get punished was her, not him. Um, but... Again, it's high read and it's inconsistent, um, but it is high read, so let's keep reading. Verse 5, the sons of Perez were Hezron and Hamul. 
sons of Zerah were Zimri, Ethan, Heman, Calcol, and Dara, five of them in all. Sons of Carmi, the son of Carmi was Akar, the troubler of Israel, who transgressed any accursed thing. So Akar is also known as a can when we read it. Um, uh, when we read about it in the the in the scripture previously in the book of Joshua, um, chapter seven, if you want to read more about that one again, um, he also got sort of what we think of as instant karma, uh, where the Lord didn't wait till judgment day to get him. If you're going to believe it's the Lord, but instantly lashed out and struck him down. So again. Why would, how could it possibly be God Almighty, but be so inconsistent again and again and again? But it is how it reads. Let's keep reading. Verse 8, son of Ethan was Zaria. I'm sorry, Azaria. Oh, that's my um, niece's name. Verse 9, also the sons of Hezron who were born to him were Jeremiel, Ram, and Shabul. Shalobay. As always, please forgive me if I mispronounce any of these. Um, but as I, we go on, um, no, let's go on. Verse 10, Ram begot Aminadab, and Aminadab begot Nashon, leader of the children of Judah. Uh, Nashon begot Salma, and Salma begot Boaz. Boaz begot Obed, and Obed begot Jesse. Jesse begot Eliab, his firstborn, Abinadab the second, Shemiah the third, Nathaniel the fourth, Rade the fifth, excuse me, Ozan the sixth, and David the seventh. So this is the same David and Goliath, David, getting to his lineage now. Verse 16, uh, their sisters were Zariah and Abigail, and the sons of Zariah were Abishai, Joab, and Asahel, three. So we read about them also um, during the whole David um, period in the Bible. Verse 17, Abigail begot Amasa, and the father of Amasa was Jether the Ishmaelite. So you see there, where the even though these are Semitic people, Jewish people, they're also um, related to the Ishmaelites, the Hamitic people, I guess they'd be called since they're descendants of Ham. Um, but they're both, so they're not exclusively one any more than people in modern times or any one specific, um, I don't want to say race, since race is a made-up thing, any one particular genealogy of people other than the human race, tracing back to the same two people in Africa, um, where everyone alive in modern times are believed to be traced back to. Don't have to take my word for it. A DNA mapping test will show you that no matter how pale, blonde, and blue you may be, or no matter how dark and brown and black you may be, everyone still traces back in modern times to the same two people um, in Africa. Uh, now, if you only look back four or five hundred years, you may think that, oh, you're completely this or you're completely that. You just didn't look back far enough. If you look back far enough, you see everyone traces back and has African in their blood. Not me speaking. It's the science saying it. Um, verse 18, Caleb, the son of Hezron, had children by Azubah, his wife, and by Jeriah. Now these were the sons of Jeshur, Shobab, and Ardon. When Azubah died, Caleb took Ephrath as his wife, 
who bore him her. Um, so one other thing about that before we move on, the whole thing about Bible thumpers saying marriage is supposed to be between one man and one woman and nothing else. Clearly they just thump a Bible. They don't bother to read it because look how many of these patriarchs had several wives at the same time. Some waited till the wife was dead, but most, many, didn't. They had many different wives, many different side pieces, concubines, and even prostitutes, and even sometimes boys, men, as their lovers, Khadijah, as they're called in the plural, Kedeshim, I'm sorry, Khadijah, singular, Kedeshim, plural. Um, and they were allowed to have all of those things. Only in modern times and among Bible thumpers does the idea of um, one wife, one man, one woman uh, is being sold. But that hasn't been the case at all throughout the Bible at all. And we read it again and again. Verse 20, and her begot Uri, and Uri begot Bezalel. Now afterward, Hezron went in to the daughter of Meshur, the father of Gilead, whom he married when he was 60 years old. And she bore him Segub. Segub begot Jair, who had 23 cities in the land of Gilead. Geshur and Syria took from them the towns of Jair and Kenath and its town, 60 towns, all these belonged to the sons of Meshur, the father of Gilead. And Hezron died in Caleb Ephratha. Hezron's wife, Abiah, Abiah, bore him Ashur, the father of Tekoa. So um, some of these descendants are also, also include people from what we think of are in modern times, India. Even some of the names like Meshur seem to point to that. Um, so we're not talking about any specific quote-unquote race of people. There's many different people throughout the Middle East and uh, Europe and Africa included in these genealogies. Verse 25, the sons of Jeremiel, the firstborn of Hezron, were Ram, the firstborn, and Buna, Oren, Ozem, and Ahijah. Jeremiel had another wife whose name was Atara. She was the mother of Onam. The sons of Ram, the firstborn of Jeremiel, were Maz, Jamin, and Eker. The sons of Onam were Shimei and Jada. The sons of Shimei were Nadab and Abishur. And the name of the wife of Abishur was Ab Abihel, and she bore him Aban and Moled. The sons of Nadab were Seled and Apaim. Seled died without children. The son of Apaim was Ishi. The son of Ishi was Shisham. And Shisham's son was Ahalei. The sons of Jada, the brother of Shimei, were Jether and Jonathan. Jether died without children. So before we move on, notice how some of these names sound very feminine. In modern times, they are. But it lets us know. In prior times and previous times, they weren't. Even the name Misha was a man's name, a name in the Bible. And yet, Bible thumpers now would be mad at a male named Misha, even in my own family. It just goes to show you, people thump a Bible and make noise with it, but don't bother to even adhere to the content of it. They just get stuck in religion. And religion and Christianity, again, are not the same thing, even though they get conflated to be too many times. Verse 33, the sons of jo Jonathan were Peleth and Zaza. These were the sons of Jeremiel. 
Now, Shishan had no sons, only daughters. And Shishan had an Egyptian servant whose name was Jara. Shishan gave his daughter of to Jara, his servant, as wife, and she bore him a Tay. The Tay begot Nathan, and Nathan begot Zabad. Zabad begot Ephel, and Ephel begot Obed. Obed begot Jehu, and Jehu begot Azariah. Azariah begot Ohilez, and Ohilez begot Elysia. Elysia begot Simsei, I'm sorry, Sismei, and Sismei begot Shalom. Shalom begot Jechemiah, and Jechemiah begot Elishama. Um, so again, notice how effeminate some of the names sound, but they're all talking generally about men, even though or males, I should say. Um, so it just lets us know times change, norms change. Norms are not commandments. Norms are not laws. They're just a sign of the times. Verse 42, the descendants of Caleb, the brother of Jeremiah, were Misha. Oh, there it is. The descendants of Caleb, the brother of Jeremiah, were Misha, his firstborn, who was the father of Ziph, and the sons of Marishah, the father of Hebron. Um, the sons of Hebron were Korah, Tapua, Rechem, and Shema. Shema begot Raham, the father of Jorcom, uh, Jor Jorcom and Rechem begot Shemei. And the sons of Shimei were Maon, and Maon was the father of Betzer. Ephra, Caleb's concubine, bore Haram, Moza, and Gazez, and Haram begot Gazez. So, how did? Oh, okay. So he he had. So Caleb's concubine side piece, less than a wife had um, Haram, Moza, and, Go and Gazez. But then it says also, and Haran begot Gazez. So I guess Haran named his child after his brother uh, with the same name, Gazez. So again, the names repeat again and again and again throughout the different lineages. So you can't really trace them back by the names only, uh, even though lots of preachers will make a whole lot out of the names when they want to. But notice how some names they'll just read over and won't translate to what they mean because they're contrary to the narrative that those Bible-thumping preachers are trying to push. So it lets us know it's a name. Um, just like the saying goes, a rose by any other name is still just as beautiful. So whether people call me Misha, whether they call me King, whether they call me whatever they want to call me, still doesn't change who I am on the inside any more than it changes what names or the meanings of these different names are as we read them here, even in the Bible. Verse 47, and the sons of Jadai were Rejim, Jotham, Gishan, Pelet, Ephah, and Shaf. Sorry. 48, Maka, Caleb's concubine, bore Sheba and Tarana. Again, with the concubines. So people had wives, but they also had concubines. They also had side pieces. So... It wasn't a one-on-one -on -one situation for the men. The women were expected to be exclusively to one man. But the men weren't expected to be exclusive to any one man, woman, or um, other. Um, so if that's not patriarchy, what is? Verse 49, she also bore Shaft, the son of Madmana, Sheba, the father of 
Machbina, and the father of Gibeah, and the daughter of Caleb was Aksa. These were the descendants of Caleb. The sons of Hur, the firstborn of Ephrata, were Shobal, the father of Kajathurim, Salma, the father of Bethlehem, and Haref, the father of Beth Gator, a Gator, excuse me. Uh, and Shobal, the father of Kajathurim, had descendants, Haref, and half the families of the Manuhath. Let's see what that means. Um, it says uh, the Mahanalites, Manahalites. Um, they're going to be mentioned again in a couple of verses, but it's talking about the same people is what the notation says. Um, verse 53, the families of Kajetjerim were the Ithrites, the Puthites, the Shumathites, and the Mishratites. For from these came the Zorathites, I'm sorry, Zorhites, Zorathites, excuse me, and the Eshtelites. The sons of Salma were Bethlehem, the Netopathites, Atroth, Beth Joab, half of the Manahelthites, so that's the same ones we mentioned earlier in a couple of verses ago, and Zorites. And the families of the scribes who dwelt in Jabez were the Tirathites, the Shemiathites, and the Sukkothites. These were the Kenites who came from Hamath, the father of the house of Rechab. So uh, that's where the Kenites are mentioned here exclusive, uh, explicitly. Kenites, as you may have known if you've followed um, other chapter-by-chapter, verse-by-verse readers, They'll point to and put an exclamation point behind anything that's Kenite related. But we see here the Kenites, known also as the descendants of Cain, same Cain and Abel Cain, are mentioned here. So they still exist uh, beyond the flood and even um, into Chronicles and so forth. They were given a prominent role, according to the Bible, by God um, to always have a place in God's um, presence because they were so faithful. Not because they're wicked or anything like that. So it's just so contrary to hear Bible thumpers again and again point to Kenites as being particularly evil when the Lord, if you're going to believe it's the Lord speaking, gave them a prominent role and even a permanent place in the structure of things because they were considered so faithful. But here they're mentioned again by name as the Kenites and the descendants of them um, also by name so that we know they're still a part of the um, holy family, if you want to think of it that way. Um, but the biblical descendants, for sure, no matter how you want to think of them. Um, that was the last verse in this chapter. So that's where we're in this reading. As always, thank you for joining me for The Naked Truth. I hope it's a blessing for you and that you'll join me again. I love you. I'll see you next time. Peace be with you.